Welcome to a new episode of the TBU Think Commercial Podcast. In today's episode, we'll start by discussing how Boohoo made headlines due to allegations of modern slavery at its subcontractors' factories in Leicester. We'll then move on to tech companies taking a stance against the security law by denying access to users' data to officials in Hong Kong. And lastly, we'll consider the EU digital tax and the tensions caused between the EU and the US as a result. Over the past week, fast fashion retailer Boohoo made headlines due to allegations of modern slavery at its subcontractors' factories in Leicester. Other allegations were about illegal work practices, with workers being paid £3.50 per hour, which is way below the minimum wage, and also unsafe work environments. We were also concerned that the cramped work environments may have contributed to Leicester being the hotspot for coronavirus. I will now pass it on to Ginica, who will be discussing how these allegations have impacted Boohoo and how other brands and consumers have responded to them. Thanks, Lido. As a result of the allegations, government agencies visited nine different premises in Leicester to investigate the claims. Upon investigation, they discovered no evidence of modern slavery under the Modern Slavery Act. In spite of this, the National Crime Agency pledged to continue visiting textile factories to investigate any workplace malpractices. Boohoo itself launched its own independent review of its UK supply chain, led by Mishkan Dereya's business crime partner, Alison Levitt QC. This was to restore confidence in investors. It further pledged an investment of £10 million to combat supply chain malpractices. However, despite its efforts to tackle the allegations, Boohoo shares declined by over 14%. But not all hope is lost for Boohoo, which saw its shares rise by over 20% on Thursday as a result of broking houses urging people to buy the shares. You see, traders are mostly interested in revenues and profits rather than workplace practices. This is unsurprising as Boohoo's revenue currently stands at around £1.23 billion and its profits at £92.2 million. However, this doesn't negate the fact that big investors are still asking for answers and brands such as Next and ASOS have suspended Boohoo's products from their websites due to concerns over the supply chain. Some influencers have also opted out of promoting the brand. Boohoo has since terminated its contract with its supply chain as they were the ones that allegedly paid workers £3.50 per hour. The investigation continues. You may be wondering why the main focus is on Boohoo, considering it's not the only brand that has been accused of workplace malpractices. Well, this is because a lot of retailers, such as New Look and ASOS, have reduced the number of Leicester factories they use due to issues with compliance in the factories there. It's also because they've started working with suppliers that are audited by a group called Fast Forward, which aims to combat these issues. The reaction that Boohoo has gotten as a result of the allegations shows a heightened interest in more sustainable and ethical fashion. Think about the possibility of other fast fashion brands deciding to also launch independent reviews into their companies. Focus on the role that white-collar teams within law firms may play in this. Back to you, Ludo. Last week, we saw some of the US's largest tech companies barring Hong Kong officials access to users' data in the wake of a national security law. This has also raised concerns about the presence of the tech companies in the region, as they could be subject to legal action by Hong Kong authorities if they refuse to comply. Now let's hear more about this from our tech correspondent, Sylvia. Thank you for the introduction, Ludo. U.S. tech giants such as Facebook, Zoom, and Microsoft have paused requests from Hong Kong officials to access their user data. 
This is a temporary solution as they try to figure out how to handle the enactment of Hong Kong's national security law, which has been criticized for diminishing freedom of speech and protest across the region. Basically, anything you say that would undermine Beijing's authority could have you arrested. Here, tech companies are presented with a catch-22 situation, from protecting the rights of the individual to being held accountable for not complying with the law. In Facebook's transparency report in 2019, they received 384 government requests for access to user data in Hong Kong across all platforms. These numbers might surge from this year onward. Another major concern would be the extension of the Great Firewall from China to Hong Kong, as this would allow China to block access to selected foreign websites. From a commercial perspective, what does this all mean? Greater China, which includes Hong Kong and Taiwan, is a huge source of revenue for many tech companies. For instance, Apple generated $44 billion of revenue across the region. If tech companies are to remain in Hong Kong, they would have to give up their user data to Hong Kong officials upon request. Consider the options. If complying with the national security law as is, this would be met with global backlash and in turn have damaging impact on their revenue. For example, Facebook has received backlash for their lack of effort in combating hate speech. Their ad boycott in June saw investor shares drop 8% when companies such as Unilever joined the boycott. Bloomberg reported that the decline wiped out $56 billion from Facebook's market value. This story makes for a great discussion as it allows you to give your two cents on the topic and you could try give a justified opinion on what options there are for the tech companies. Back to you, Ludo. For the past few months, the trading relationship between the EU and the US has been souring over the issue of a digital tax being imposed on companies that trade digitally in the EU. And this would overwhelmingly affect big American corporations like Apple, Google and Amazon. Before the lockdown, talks were ongoing at the OECD about this issue, and so both sides paused their efforts until a solution was found. However, there were too many disagreements, and so the US walked out of discussions in June. And just last week, the US decided that it will impose 25% tariffs on French goods, worth $1.3 billion if the French go ahead with their plans to introduce a digital tax this year. Now I'll pass it on to Rob, our European correspondent, who will tell us more about this story. So, the US has announced that it will introduce tariffs in 180 days on certain French goods, including makeup products, soaps, and handbags, worth around 1.3 billion US dollars. This move comes after an investigation by the US into various nations and their digital taxes, and has come to the conclusion that the proposed French digital tax would overwhelmingly hurt US interests. Now, before we talk about this story any further, what is a digital tax? Well, a digital tax means that countries will impose a tax on companies which make revenue from the data of the users in that country. So for example, Google's European headquarters are in Ireland, so it has to pay Irish taxes, but if it makes money from the data of French users, then Google would also have to pay a digital tax to the French government for getting revenue from French users. Now, why does the EU want to introduce a digital tax? Well, there have long been issues with US tech corporations taking advantage of better taxes in Ireland and Luxembourg, whilst paying very little in tax compared to the revenue they make from the EU operations. The European Commission fined Apple 14 billion euros to be paid to the Irish government, however the Irish government has launched an appeal which is currently ongoing. Also, tech companies have been making money from EU citizens, but the stream of revenue has been completely untaxed and so the EU believes it is now time for it to be taxed at a European level. 
And also, the French finance minister has said that tech companies have been relatively well off during the pandemic compared to other businesses, and that taxing these businesses to fund recovery is needed at this time. So, the US and the EU were meant to create a global digital tax framework through the help of the OECD, and positive signs were showing in January when the US suspended trade tariffs for French goods in exchange for the French suspending their own plans for a French digital tax. However, talks broke down in June when US negotiators kept insisting on making digital taxes optional, which did not work for the EU as it is obvious that corporations will not opt in for more taxes. After the US walked out of the negotiations, the French government announced that they would introduce a digital tax regardless of the developments at the OECD, which led to the US launching the tariffs on French cosmetics and handbags. So, what will be the commercial impact of both the digital tax and the US tariffs? While it is obvious to think that having a digital tax would stymie tech development, startups will not really be affected as the threshold for being taxed on digital goods is relatively high, which is classed as where a company makes 300 million euros of revenue overall, of which 25 million is made from the data of French users. However, the impact on tech companies which operate in France is believed to be significant. However, the impact on big tech corporations which operate in France is likely to be significant, as the country is host to around 55 million internet users, with a penetration rate of around 80% of the total population, making the French market too valuable for internet companies simply to avoid for tax reasons. Similarly, the US tariffs imposed on French goods will have an impact on many French cosmetics and clothes brands, most notably LVMH and L'Oreal. So, President Macron has said that he is speaking to President Trump and he is trying to come up with an agreement on digital taxes. It is worth remembering that the new US tariffs only come into force in 6 months time, which is for good reason as this gives enough time for negotiations to take place, but it is not likely that France and the EU will simply back down as digital taxes have been in development for some time. The story surrounding the digital tax is likely to change, but it is worth staying up to date with any future developments as it will have a great impact on big US tech corporations and also future US and EU trading relations. So as always, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, be sure to email us at businessupdate.team at gmail.com or on our social media pages. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll be more than happy to help you out. Aside from that, make sure you stay safe and stay commercially aware. Thank you from the TVO team.